0: He's not unprepared. He's not sort of like taken back by what he sees or anything like that or what's going on I've got a few questions. I want to put up here for you and I want to answer these and give you a little Preach this morning if I could but which one of these comes first the miracle or the obstacle the provision or the need the solution or the problem now, I know that oftentimes in our perspective, we think that the obstacle is first, the need is first, the, uh, the, the problem is first because it's so real to us, but I'm wanting to show you something this morning that through this message, I'm really going to try to establish or reestablish a big biblical truth with you that divine provision always precedes human needs always proceeds. God is always one step ahead of what you have need of. Come on, you can amen anytime this morning, all right? God, and then not only that, but miracles always proceed, precede obstacles, always precedes obstacles, and solutions come even before problems ever arise in your life. If you know the Lord, if you believe in Jesus Christ, if you're following him, you're a believer, as we would say it, I'm telling you, God's already got your life in his hands. My Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered of God. So nothing that you are going through currently, nothing that you're going to go through tomorrow or the next day or next month or whatever you may face when you wake up on Monday morning, nothing is going to take God by complete and total surprise. He's already provided for you. He's already uh, handled your needs. He's handled your obstacles. And he's handled your problems. I love the fact that there's an Old Testament story. In fact, there's several. and We're going to look at them this morning. But if you remember the story of Jonah in chapter 1, verse 15... It says that they took up Jonah. If you remember the story as a kid from your Sunday school days, he was a prophet of God and they cast him forth into the sea and the sea ceased from raging because they were in the middle of a storm. And it was Jonah who was actually his, his rebellion, his, uh, his inability to take care of the problem of, of, of obeying God. It caused him to uh, get on a boat and he's trying to escape and God's not going to let you escape, by the way, either, but that's a that's a message for another time. But I love what it says in Jonah chapter um, one, verse 15 through 17. It says the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow up Jonah and Jonah was in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. Now, in this passage, and I'm going to give you I'm the probably the worst one. And in fact, Dr. Dawes is here this morning. He could do a lot better job of giving you an English lesson. But I'm going to try and attempt, because I didn't do well in English to start with. But in this passage, you have two tense in the past. You have the simple past and the past perfect tense. The simple past is this, that they took up Jonah and cast him forth into the sea. And, And the perfect past tense in this scripture is this, that the Lord had prepared. Now, again, the English lesson, a past tense is an action done in the past. They took up Jonah and threw him into the sea and a past perfect or a pluperfect is what it's called in, in the dictionary is a grammatical tense which places one action past in relation or prior to another past action. In other words, the Lord had prepared a great fish. Did you hear the emphasis? The Lord had already prepared a great fish. It wasn't a shock to the Lord. Nothing was taking God by surprise in this thing. That's to say, before they even threw Jonah into the sea, God had already prepared a great fish. Come on now. Now you think about this. Before the event, the fish didn't just swim up. God had already, the scripture says, prepared the great fish before they threw Jonah into the sea. Your miracle precedes the obstacle. Your miracle, what you need today, is already prepared for you. It's already done. You haven't seen it yet, but it's already done. It's done already. Listen, God in His wisdom foresees a need in your life and before the need ever arises into the material realm, do you understand? Before you even know you've got a need, He prepares a solution for you ahead of time. Woo. I'm going to preach a little bit this morning. (laughs) The presence of a need in a believer's life is the sign that there is a divinely prepared miracle or a provision in that area in your life. If you've got a need, it's a sign that there's provision for you, if you have a problem, it's a sign that there's a solution for you. If you have a, a a problem, it's a sign ahead of time that there's already a miracle in the wings waiting for you. Your your need only announces the presence of a miracle. Come on, I'm going to flip your mind this morning. I asked Sister Bernice, should I talk or should I preach? She says, you better get up there and preach. So I thought I'd do a little bit this morning. Instead of being need-driven, instead of being need-conscious, instead of being need-oriented, we must be solution-driven, solution-conscious, and solution-oriented in our walk and our approach as we walk by faith. Come on, we sang it this morning. They let us. Those were faith songs. Let God arise. Let God arise. Come on. Okay, well it sounds good to sing it, but that's how we've got to walk. We should therefore review our approach in prayer. The, listen, the fire insurance approach, the fire service approach is not a biblical model to pray. God is not fire service personnel oh god i'm in the middle of the fire please come and put the fire out oh god i'm in the middle of a mess please come and fix the mess let me give you some biblical cases i'm finishing my dissertation and i have to do case studies so i thought i'd do some case studies with you today Here's a case study the well you remember the story of the well the well in fact Let's read this it's over in genesis chapter 21. Listen what it says Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and putting it on her shoulder hagar's shoulder He gave it and the boy to hagar and sent her away that's ishmael by the way then she departed and wandered in the wilderness of beersheba and the water in the skin was used up and she placed the boy under one of the shrubs and she went and sat down across from him at a distance of about a bow shot so it's a little distance away for she said to herself let me not see the death of my boy And she sat opposite him and lifted up her voice and wept and god heard the voice of the lad and the angel of god Called out to hagar out of heaven and said to her. What ails you hagar? fear not for god has heard the voice of the lad where he is at arise Lift up the lad and hold him with your hand, for I will make of him a great nation. And God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water, and she went and filled the skin with water and gave the lad a drink. Can I tell you something? The well existed long before the water in Hagar's battle ran out. The well was already there. Abraham did all this and he 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 went and got her prepared gave her some water but the water ran out But i'm telling you even in the middle of her struggle this mother with her child Needing and needing the provision the well was already in place And all that needed to take place here is god opening up her eyes So she could see the well of water and she went and filled up her water bottle and gave the lab to drink Need driven Listen, don't believe like Hagar. Well, I'm going to just sit down and it's it, it's it. We're all going to die. Come on. Some of you face some problems and you think that's it. That's the end of the world. Well, I'm just going to, that's it. I'm out of here. I'm going to die. And it's not going to be a pretty death. It's going to be bad. And I'm crying and I'm wailing and I'm moaning. Listen. Solution orientation is the key to every breakthrough. Let me give you another case. In Genesis 22, just flip over a few pages. I I love this. The solution here is that the ram existed long before Abraham was asked to go up to Mount Moriah. Watch what happens here. Genesis 22, Abraham said to his young men, Stay here with the donkey. The lad and I, this is Isaac, will go up yonder and worship, and we will come back to you. So Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering, laid it on on, uh, on Isaac, his son... And he took the fire in his hand and a knife, and the two of them went there together. But Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, my father. And he said, here I am, son. And he said, look, the fire in the wood, but where's the lamb for a burnt offering? Now listen to Abraham. Listen to his response. Abraham said to him, my son, God will provide himself for himself a lamb for the burnt offering. And so the two of them went up there together. This is the father of faith talking. This is Abraham talking. This is Abraham's perspective. This is a man of faith's perspective. I'm not sure where it's going to come from, but there's a need for a lamb. Even the son recognized it. And Abraham, the man of faith, says, you know what? Not sure where it's going to happen either, son. But God will provide for himself a lamb for the offering. It's going to happen. We have a need, but provision has already been set aside by God and by God's hand. We're going to have our need met. Oh, man, do you understand how good that is? And they came to the place of which God had told him. Abraham built an altar in there and placed the wood in order. And he bound Isaac, his son, laid him on the altar upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand, took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham said, here am I. (laughs) Listen to this and 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 God said to him do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him for now I know you fear God since you've not withheld your son your only son from me and then Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked And when he looked he saw that there was a ram stuck in the thicket that God had already provided All you've got to do is look All you've got to do is obey. All you've got to do is walk by faith. All you've got to do is trust God. All you've got to do is rely on the one who loved you. He'll take care of the rest. He's not going to let you hang out there to dry. He's got it already figured out. And you're going to lift up your eyes and you're going to, oh my goodness. There's provision. It's right there. I didn't see it. Case number three. The horses of the chariot and of a fire around Elisha. Listen, Second Eli, uh, Kings six fifteen. When the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city. He was cut off. He is surrounded by the enemy. Anybody ever feel like the enemy's all over them? Come on. Surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? And he answered, Do not fear for those who... Dustin mentioned this this morning. If God's on our side, how many know? It, it's a whole majority. And the servant answered, said, "Do not." Elijah said, Do not fear for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. You think you're outnumbered. You think the enemy is totally got you pegged. Got your back up against the wall. I'm telling you, you gotta get a, a mindset, a perspective like Elijah. Oh, come on. You come to me with your problem and say, now Lord, open their eyes. Open his eyes. Open her eyes to see, to see that there are more with us than there are with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Lord, open the eyes of the young man. And he saw, and behold, the mountains were full of horses and chariots all around Elisha on fire. You're just not seeing the same thing God's seeing. Come on, amen. He's got this thing taken care of. Here's case number four. You remember it. Over in Daniel, chapter 3, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were thrown into the furnace of God. God had already sent his angel into the fire. The angel was already there. Listen. This justifies the fact that the fire had not any power over the bodies of these men. Do you know why the scripture says? It says that when they got in the fire and they were in there, for, there wasn't even a hair singed on them. They didn't even have the smell of smoke on top of them. Nothing affected them. There was no residual effect from the fire. Anybody sitting here feel like you're in a fire? Mm-hmm. Listen, God opened up the eyes of the king in that story if you remember Nebuchadnezzar and he saw a fourth personality walking around in that fire. Nebuchadnezzar, it says in the Bible, was astonished. He rose up in haste and spoke unto the counselors. He said, did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they said, yeah, king, we did it. And he said, well, I see four men who are loose in that fire, walking around, and one of them has the form of the Son of God. Whoa. Even a bad king can get a vision. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If the angel of the Lord hadn't been in that fire ahead of time, those boys would have been thrown in and they would have gotten burnt. Now, they might have been able to dance around for a few seconds, but it wouldn't have been more than a few seconds. And there would have been a stench of smoke and flame on them. But there was nothing that touched them. The man, the fourth man was already in the fire before they ever got thrown in there. The king just didn't see it. They were already walking around. The the fourth man was already in that fire, preparing a place. Yeah, I'm going to move this over here. The guys will be able to stand right here next to me. Woo! Come on. And we think, oh my God, it's terrible. I'm in a fire. No, you're not. You're not. Well, you may be, but you're not there alone. And you're not going to get burnt. And you're not going to get singed. And you're not going to have the smell of smoke on you. Somebody's going to come up to you and say, how can you go through that, what you're going through, and still be happy? Still be joyful. Still praising the Lord. What's wrong with you? Well, I've got somebody standing here next to me. Can't you see him? I'm going to pray God open your eyes so you can see him. (laughs) If God had acted like fire service personnel, before he could arrive on the site, these three Hebrew boys would have, had, would have been consumed into ashes. Listen, can I tell you something? God anticipates. He provides in advance. He provides ahead of time before. Say before. before. Say it again. Before. before our need even arises or emerges. He's already provided. I asked you earlier, who are believers in this room? You're either a believer or you're a doubter. Daniel could testify to the veracity of this biblical truth. Listen, I'm telling you, before he was thrown into the lion's den, God was already there waiting for him. If he had been thrown in first, the lion would have had at least a chance for one bite. But God had already shut the mouth of the lion. Daniel's going, what's this? What's this? Come on, king, take your best shot. I'm going to throw you in the lion's head. Let's go do it. If I die, I die. doesn't matter to me. (laughs) Here's another one. Case number five, the angel of God. In Daniel's case, listen. It says God had sent His angel and had shut the lion's mouth, and that they have not heard me, hurt me. Daniel said that to the king. God had sent His angel and shut the lion's mouth. King, this is how this all took place. Before I was ever thrown into the den, my God had already gone ahead of me to shut the mouths of these lions, hungry lions. Listen, you need to know this. There is no need that can ever rise, arise in any area of your life for which God has not already made a total and perfect provision in Jesus Christ. It's already taken care of. In God, the miracle precedes the obstacle. In God, the provision goes before the need. Did you hear what I said? Before the need, the provision is already there. Before the obstacle, the miracle is already in place. And before the problem, God has already provided a solution. It's already done. Man, Dustin preached half my sermon. He talked about the loaves and the fishes. Listen, don't you think Jesus standing up that day, he already knew there's a kid out there with two loaves, and five, five loaves and two fishes. All he did was tell the disciples, go find them. Go find them. Provision's already here. He, well, what are we going to do for food? It's, all, it's, it's taken care of. My father's provided. There's a little lad out there with some, some food, a little lunch, a little lunch pail. It's already taken care of. The Bible says that those disciples brought it to Jesus. He blessed it. He broke it, and he gave it away. Yeah, Woo, come on. Listen, I'm telling you, there are so many truths here. If we can just get a hold of them in our life, well, what's happening in our world? Da da, da. I'm telling you, God has already provided a solution. You wonder what's going to happen in the United States of America or around the world, or I don't care where, and you see these big things going on? God has already provided a solution. We just got to have our eyes open. Come on, Amen we always think the solution is who we vote for okay now I'm going to step on a few toes I'm not saying not to vote I'm just saying the solution is in God the solution is God come on you look at, I, I, I don't care I can go through all sorts of, of um, examples case studies for you David with Goliath I'm telling you, those five smooth stones were already in the brook before he got down on the road down there. Whatever you need. Listen, this morning, I don't care where you're at. Do you have a health issue going on in your body this morning? By his stripes. Two thousand and some years ago, you are already healed. It's already been done. You just got to appropriate it. It's already been done. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do to the doctor. Give me a bad report. blah 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 blah. You've got a problem. You've got an obstacle. You've got a need. But the need has already been satisfied at the cross. It's already been taken care of. In a few moments, they're going to pass this cup and this bread to you. I'm telling you. That his body was broken so you can be made whole. It's already been done. Do you have a, a, a peace issue today? Are you in fear? Something going on at work? Something going on at home? Something going on with the kids? I'm telling you. He's already given you all the peace. That you need for your situation You just got to get your eyes open Receive the peace In the middle of a crazy storm You can just be standing there going Ooh, Wow Hallelujah Well they say they're going to be layoffs at work Hallelujah <laughs> He takes care of me He handles my business He's my human resources director. He does for me. Yeah, I've got somebody better than you. Yeah, I go to him. He knows. He knows right where to place me. He knows right what I need. He takes care of every need that I have. Listen, do you have yourself this morning a death issue? You're afraid of dying? Oh, come on. I'm telling you. Now, this is serious, but let me tell you something. If you're a believer you may go to work tomorrow and some crazy bring in a gun You don't know those folks in those 14 folks in San Bernardino didn't know But i'm telling you you don't need to fear It says that jesus himself said I am going ahead of time to prepare a place for you Listen when my time is up If it happens to me today, you better let everybody know that I'm fine. He's already gone ahead of me. and Don't be upset about me. You might be upset for Susan because she's going to miss me terribly. And I'm leaving her no money. (laughs) Don't be upset for me. He's already prepared a place for me. Are you kidding me? You know where I'm going? You know where I, when I take my last breath here, you know where my next breath will be? Are you joking me? You got a problem with that? You better find out that God has already made provision even in your death. Oh, come on, amen. You don't need to fear death. You don't need to fear the grave. What is this? What is this? Let me tell you something. You got a sin problem? You got a sin issue? The Bible says the lamb was slain before the foundation of the earth was even laid. He was already slain. It was already provided for you that you could have forgiveness of sins. It's already taken care of. It's already been dealt with. You dealing with guilt, you need to have your eyes open. You're dealing with shame, you need to have your eyes opened. What he did at the cross with his death and the shedding of his blood, I'm telling you, the blood that was shed already covers your sin. It, the provision's already been made. It's already been taken care of. You don't have to add one thing to this thing. You don't have to do a thing. You just have to accept him. The provision. You have to accept the provision. You have to accept the miracle. You have to accept the very thing that God wants to do for your life. In every area. Now, look at If you've got a health problem, you've got a financial problem. I don't care. what you've got a sin problem... You can try to work that out on your own. But every time I do that, I find out I worry to death. I lose hair. They turns gray. It's a mess. But when I trust the Lord, it all gets taken care of. It all gets sort of worked out. Because I'm telling you, he's already gone one step ahead. God is always one step ahead. The miracle precedes the obstacle. The provision comes before the need. And the solution, the solution always, always is before the problem. You got a problem? Go ahead. You got a problem? I'm telling you, the, the solution has already been affected in heaven. He's got it already taken care of. He's, it's already been done for you. Now this morning, when we come to this table, all we are actually doing is recognizing the wonderful miracle, the wonderful provision, the wonderful uh, uh, solution that God gave us for every single problem that we might encounter. He already did it. You don't have to get up on a cross and die. Isn't that wonderful? You don't have to do a thing. You just have to rest in the fact that God's already provided. It's a past perfect tense. He's already done it before you even needed it. Before you were even born. Before you were even created in your mother's womb. He had already provided everything you would need for the rest of your life. He knew you. He formed you. He thought about you ahead of time. Nothing, listen, you go through. Nothing you've gone through, nothing you're going through, nothing you will go through takes him by surprise. He's already taken care of it. Come on. Because of who you are, I give you glory sing it with me because because, because of, of who, who you, are, you are i give